You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rao Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good stuff. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sowell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a baby? What's crack a It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. New COVID-19 cases in South Korea have fallen into the single digits for the first time since mid-February. NPR's Anthony Kuhn reports from Seoul that President Trump spoke with his South Korean counterpart about the situation in a Saturday phone call. South Korea saw only eight new cases on Sunday, the lowest level since February 18th, when infections began climbing to a peak of over 900 in just 11 days. Health authorities are easing social distancing guidelines slowly for fear of triggering a second wave of infections. In their phone call, President Trump told President Moon Jae-in that South Korea offers the best model of how to handle the virus. He congratulated Moon on a landslide victory for his party in parliamentary elections on Wednesday. President Trump also thanked Moon for selling the U.S. test kits, some 600,000 of which were shipped to the U.S. last week. Anthony Kuhn, NPR News, Seoul. President Trump downplaying concerns raised by governors that there still is not enough testing for the coronavirus to make informed decisions about reopening. NPR's Tamara Keith reports on the president's remarks at this weekend's White House briefing. There were no major announcements at Saturday's briefing, just an update indicating that in many areas, the number of new cases of the coronavirus appears to be on the decline. Instead, the briefing became another opportunity for Trump to defend his actions on the coronavirus and bash those who point out the failings and missed opportunities. After a three-minute rant about a New York Times reporter, 
Trump explained why he has taken to doing these daily briefings. You know, the beautiful thing about doing these conferences is that we have tremendous numbers of viewers, and I'm able to reach the viewers without having to go through fake news where they make a good story into a bad story. Trump frequently refers to factual stories he doesn't like as fake. Tamara Keith, NPR News. Also at the coronavirus briefing, President Trump blamed top congressional Democrats for the standoff over additional funding for a program intended to help small businesses cover payroll expenses during the pandemic. He singled out House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who said this weekend that Congress is close to sealing a deal to replenish funding for the Paycheck Protection Program. Migrant aid groups in Arizona making plans to be ready if federal authorities start releasing more people from detention due to COVID-19. Matthew Casey of member station KJCZ reports that uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement has confirmed at least 15 cases of the disease at facilities in the state. ICE has released a few people most vulnerable to the coronavirus, and the agency faces ongoing pressure to let more go. A recent presentation by the International Rescue Committee in Phoenix, obtained by KJZZ in Phoenix, shows a new effort to reconnect a local grassroots network that helped large groups of migrant families released by ICE in 2018 and 19. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. This morning, frustration mounting, protests erupting in a number of states against stay-at-home orders. To that end, the White House is set to unveil new federal guidelines to begin the process of reopening the country. They're expected after a conference call between the president and all 50 governors. As that debate rages, here in New York, residents are now required to wear masks in public when social distancing is not possible. And as we begin this morning, there are now 639,000 cases of the coronavirus nationwide, and the death toll has increased to nearly 33,000. Avoid alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. And call your friends and family. Check in on your mother. She wants to hear from you right now. And speaking of mothers, we need you to do this, if not for yourself, then for your abuela. Do it for your granddaddy. Do it for your big mama. Do it for your pop-pop. That kind of leadership doesn't just belong in our state capitals and mayor's offices. It belongs in the White House. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States. Choosing Joe to be my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made. And he became a close friend. And I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. The side of the Jay Wild Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell. Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Rowe. Good morning. My name is Jay Rowe, and I'm the host of Serious Side. And here are the topics that we will be discussing today, April 19th, 2020. COVID-19 is on the decline. At least that's what the numbers say. But has it peaked? So what happens next? Should Americans no longer participate in social distancing? We'll talk about that coming up next. 
The Surgeon General's message to minorities. Do it for Big Mama. Those comments by the Surgeon General a few weeks ago caused an uproar on Twitter. Was he wrong for using that term? Or was he trying to reach the people in the language in which they can understand? <laughs> we'll talk about that. Finally, it happened for Joe. President Obama finally endorses his former VP, Joe Biden. But in this new environment of social distancing, will it have a real impact on the race? Those are the things we'll talk about coming up next right here on the serious side. But as always, i got to introduce you to some of the very best in the business, right? Because you never, we, we never, 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 ever, ever do the show by ourselves, at least not, not I. So let me introduce you to some of the major players in the business. First up, I call a little bro. He's in the house, as always, bringing us his perspective from a very high level. I call him the educated brother, the one and only my little brother, Mr. Johnny D, in the place to be, man. What's going on, Johnny? How you doing? I am certainly blessed and, and glad to be back on the air. Um, I certainly certainly enjoyed the Easter week, the Holy Week, and um, miss, miss, I certainly miss Miss Vanessa uh, doing the segue, so I'm sure later on I'll find out why, but but uh, thank you for everybody who allows us an opportunity to come to their homes, and particularly thank you, Big Brother, for allowing allowing this liberating opportunity each week. I, I certainly look forward to it and looking forward to the discussions today. Absolutely, man. I cannot wait until we get into this show today. Got some announcements to make as well, something new that we're going to provide, not only to our panelists, but to our listeners as well. Excited about it, but let's see. Let's see if I'm going to discuss it this week or maybe next week. But you know what? I love you. Glad you were in the house, my brother. All right. Here's a lady that uh, when I tell you she has this covered from all angles, Johnny B, she has this covered from a spiritual angle. She has this covered from a medical angle. And if we need some help, if we get ourselves in a little bit of trouble, trouble, she has this covered there. And as well, one of the most, I tell you, influential voices in social media. Let's bring her in this morning. She is here. We cannot wait to have her in the house. Dr. Kathleen Williams, Pastor Kathleen oh. Williams. And uh, when I tell you, just extraordinary is in the house. What's going on, Kathleen? Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning. It is so good to hear your voice this morning. I am so happy that I am doing well recovering from the coronavirus. Hallelujah. Oh, whoa. Oh, we got to talk about that. Wow, I did God not bless. know, and God I'm mad because I don't know that. Okay. Ooh, wow. Get, okay, we're going to talk about that, Kathleen. You hold tight. Wow, Kathleen's in the house. Oh, boy. Wow. Kind of shook me to my core there. All right, let's bring in the man who uh, gets the first and last word here on the serious side. Uh, my brother from another mother, the man who's really in charge around here, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm great, sir. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Hawking. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Nessa and Kathleen. Before we go any farther, my sister, I just want to let you know I love you. And I can't say it no more. I can say it now. I love you. And I'm glad you're okay. God, I yeah. love you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. We have to talk to Kathleen. 
Uh, Vanessa May Bailey from the McAnelly is not here this Sunday. Uh, and our uh, good friend and colleague, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit, I'll call him the smartest man in the world, usually joins us after his commitment for Clear Channel Radio. So the number is 347 A couple of announcements before we get into the show. All right, listen, uh, I'm going to introduce a new bit this morning, and it won't be ready until the second set. It's going to be called Take 5, and Take 5 is where people that's on this panel can say, Jay, I want to talk about something else. And all they have to say to me is if they want to talk about a topic that may be not that may not be listed on the agenda or the marquee for this morning, all they have to do is say, Jay, take five. And when they say that, we're going to take five minutes to talk about what they want to talk about. And you, the listener, can participate in this as well. You can call in and say, hey, we want you to take five. Now, when you call in, it's a recommendation. We have to discuss it amongst ourselves. If we think it's something that's worthy, we'll do it. We get one per show for our panelists and one per show for our listening group because we do have topics that we have to discuss. So take five. It'll be ready second set. And at any given time, someone can say take five. And I know I'm doing it this morning because I need to find out more about what we just heard. Matter of fact, before we get into it, let's check in with Kathleen. Kathleen, I did not know. Sweetheart, how are you doing? Talk to us because our first topic is uh, about the virus, but I want to hear from you first. How are you doing? Thank God. I am really doing well. I'm doing very well. I um, I started showing symptoms early, no, excuse me, late. What month is this? I don't even know what it is. Like late April. in March, around the 20th or so of March. Um, I'm not sure where I picked up the virus. Um but I started showing symptoms, the typical symptoms, cough, deep, you know, a, a heavy, dry cough, fever, um, uh, the typical cold symptoms, the really vicious chills at night uh, and sweat and um, a really bad headache. Uh, I could probably remember some of the symptoms as I go along, but one of the ones that is just completely lingering I have not recovered a sense of taste or smell. So, wow. oh, and I had the, I had the GI uh, discomfort as well. Um, and really difficult time sleeping. Um, and it went on for a while. I had difficulty getting tested. You know, that's been the conversation in the, uh, in the news and everything. Um, it took a while yeah. for me to get the test. I was finally able to get one as a, a first responder because, you know, you all know I'm a nurse. So I was able to find yeah. a place that could do a test. It took a week to get the test results back, but they did come back positive. <clears throat> and that was on Good Friday. So oh. I got the well, results yeah. back on Friday. I had been quarantined already because I was exposed to someone who was positive. I don't know if I got it from that person or not. Um, but I was on a, a quarantine of 14 days, and on day 12, I started experiencing the symptoms. Um, so I've been quarantined since, uh, you know, maybe two weeks before my symptoms started. But after I got the test results, they told me to quarantine another 14 days. So I've been in the house uh, I can't, since March 15th or so. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's been a little bit tough. I've got some wonderful friends and family that have been shopping for me and dropping off groceries and, you know, making sure that I have everything I need. I've got enough toilet paper, praise God. I did do shopping before all this happened. <laughs> <laughs> so 
paper towels or, you know, I've got enough. I've got hand sanitizer, too. Um, but I'm here, you know, and I, um, I'm just grateful. You know, I'm so grateful. I lost uh, two family members so far to this virus and another very dear friend, the head of the Nation of Islam for the East Coast region, someone I honored at a program I did, Minister Hafiz Abdul Muhammad. He is he succumbed to the virus. Um, and and it, I, know, I can't even tell you how many people I know that are positive. Um, but as for me, I would consider that I had one of the moderate cases of the disease. I did not have to be hospitalized. I did have shortness of breath and some respiratory stuff, but not very bad. So I didn't have to go in. Um, and I also have in my um, quiver some dear friends, two of them, that are naturopathic. And both of them gave me supplements and teas and um, uh, the description of everything I should be taking and how I should be taking it, along with um, the information to get an oxygenator in my home that would purify the air and clear it of the virus on every day. So I've been doing that and steaming and everything, and I really believe that and prayer got me through this. So I'm on the I'm on the tail end of it. I'm still I still don't have taste or smell. Um, so that's been hard. But I thank God that I, um, you know, that he's not through with me yet. And, you know, because there but for the grace of God, go I, 10,000 people in New York. Is it in New York, I think? We lost, um, I don't know, a bunch of people to this this virus. And um, a lot of friends, a lot of family. And I just, you know, my prayers go out to anybody who's dealing with it. If you have any kind of symptoms, Please get yourself tested. Find a way to get tested. You, this 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 journey has been a fight to the finish. It's not like anybody is really caring about you. I couldn't get in to see my doctor. They're like, don't come here. You know, if they have a problem, go to the emergency room, and you call the emergency room, and they're like, don't take an ambulance. If you find your way here, call us from outside. You know, it's it's been just it's been a challenge. I tell you, this has not been easy. But by the grace of God, I'm doing well. Wow. Um, well, I wanted to take that opportunity to make sure, the first of all, because you're family. So I want to make sure that uh, we heard what was going on for some of us who may not have known that you were going through this. Uh, thoughts yeah. and prayers, definitely uh, for you. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. I mean, I, and I feel horrible that I didn't. I'm just shocked when I, I, I get I the think, information. I thank Kathleen for putting it on Facebook, what her journey because she journaled it, and it is it, it helped oh, wow. me to realize some some symptoms as, as she was going through it. So she was journaling it, and it was just oh, wow. a blessing to to read her journal as she was going through it. Oh wow! Yeah, see, I don't I don't hang out there that much. No, no matter of fact, very rarely do you catch me out there. So maybe I need to start doing more of that. Well, we're glad you're happy, and we wanted people to get the message. And, you know, look, it's even affected the TGRS Radio Network family. Uh, so you just have to be smart about this. And so, Kathleen, we are happy that you're here. We can't wait to get your perspective on what we'll be talking about this morning. And, you know, you hang it as long as you can. My sister, my uh, nurse, my attorney, and my 
Hi, Bishop and Reverend, and Pastor. She is all those things wound up into one, baby. And I love it, and I love it, and I love it. So I'm glad you're here, and I love you like Thank Cecilia you, has just said. And, uh, I love wow, you too. I just love you to death. Oh boy, wow. All right, folks. Well, there you go. That's what live radio does for you. All right, uh, let's get to the first topic of the morning. Wow. President Trump pointing to signs of progress in the fight against the coronavirus. The battle continues, but the data suggests that nationwide we have passed the peak on new cases. That's fueling the president's push to restart the economy, with the White House expected to announce new guidelines for governors today signaling plans to encourage states with relatively few COVID cases to ease stay-at-home restrictions and reopen businesses. We'll be opening up states, some states much sooner than others, and we think some of the states can actually open up before the deadline of May 1st. Dr. Deborah Burks highlighting nine states that have fewer than 1,000 cases and fewer than 30 new cases per day while also expressing new concern about the widening outbreak in Rhode Island and urging Americans to keep practicing social distancing. I will just remind the American people again, this is a highly contagious virus. To all of you that are out there that would like to join together and just have that dinner party for 20, don't do it yet. It comes amid reports that the U.S. government is investigating the possibility that coronavirus originated in a Chinese laboratory rather than a market in Wuhan. The Chinese government needs to come clean. It needs to be accountable. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo responding on Fox News late Wednesday. What we do know uh, is we know that this uh, virus originated in Wuhan, China. We know that there is the Wuhan Institute of Virology just a handful of miles away from where the wet market was. Uh, There's still lots to learn. You should know that the United States government is working diligently to figure this out. NBC has not confirmed reports about the investigation, believed to be among multiple possibilities being examined. Experts saying there's no conclusive evidence supporting the lab theory. At this point, it's inconclusive, although the weight of evidence seems to indicate uh, natural. Uh, But we don't know for certain. President Trump saying only this when asked about the reports on Wednesday. I don't want to say that, John, but I will tell you uh, more and more we're hearing the story. I just don't want to discuss it. It's inappropriate. Again, that Wuhan lab theory among several being pursued by investigators. And just two days after claiming that he had total authority to overrule governor's decisions on whether they open and how that happens, the president is now threatening to force Congress to adjourn so that he can get installed nominees into senior government positions without Senate approval. It's something that no president has ever tried before and that many legal experts have serious doubts whether the president even has that constitutional authority. All right, so it looks like the numbers are telling us that uh, this thing has maybe peaked in certain areas. And so people are now trying to put together a comprehensive plan to get America back to work, trying to get people from leaving their homes, but yet still no one can address the issue. Why do we not have all the tests that we need? Why is South Korea, who received the information probably around the same time that we did, 
America, but they're much in a much better place, even though some of those numbers are starting to fluctuate as well. So let's start the conversation right there. If you're just joining us, uh, you know, Kathleen made an announcement about she contracted, you know, the COVID uh, the virus, the COVID-19 virus, and, you know, we spent some time talking about that. So that's why we're getting into it a little late. We're going to extend this set a few minutes so we can at least make sure that we try to stay on schedule. So anyway, Mr. Elias, you get the first word here on the serious side. Talk about this thing, man. Do you think we are at a point now where there's a decline in some of the numbers? And these numbers are based on New York, New Jersey, and what's going on in California. But do you think it's time for America to get back to work? And if your answer is yes, how soon? And keep in mind, I know you are already at work because you're deemed mission essential. What say you, sir? Let's turn your mic on. No, I, I don't. I don't think so, Jay. Because, um, you know, when I'm at Lake County, Indiana, they have not peaked at all, and we got we got cases that are coming up all the time now. You know, and really? the bottom line is we need testing. We need testing. There needs to be testing of every essential worker. There needs to be testing of all kinds. I don't get. What's going on with, with with this president? Where he says we got we got more tests than we need. We're gonna and he even said we're gonna send ventilators to Russia. I can't believe. Um, anyway, um, this is, is this is this is not the time to do this, man. We still need to practice social distancing. We still need to keep things in perspective, man. If your area is is peaking at this point in time. Stay, stay home a little bit longer. Let it, let it decline a little bit more. Then we get back to business as usual. But for, for some of these people, some of these senators in Indiana are saying, well, if people got to die for us to get the economy going, then let people die. Well, then your ass should go to the hospital first. Wow. You should be the first person to go to the hospital and work, in that, and work in that COVID-19 without a mask, without any protective gear, without any gloves. Since you believe we should get the, uh, the economy going and people got to die for it. You should be the first to step up and do it. Wow. You should be the first. Man. God, that's, that's crazy. You know, you, you hear people say ignorant stuff like that, but that's just the way they roll. Kathleen, what about you? What do you think? I'm, you know, you're recovering from this. Do you think that America, even though we're starting to see a decline in the numbers in some places, especially the folk places that we've been focusing on, we're starting to see the numbers decline and maybe they peak. And so you hear this flattening of the curve. Maybe the curve is flattening. Do you think America should be entertaining the possibility of going back to work? I don't think so, not at all. And um, I'm not totally recovered yet. I still have, uh, you know, still having some problems. I'm still quarantined. Um, But this is what I understand. The virus, for people who tested positive, they are instructed that to, you know, to continue to quarantine or definitely wear masks because the virus is they're still spreading the virus for up to a month. Up to a month. That's one wow. thing. The other thing is that, you know, they're really not talking about the fact that, yeah, they may have tested. I can't remember if uh, Governor Cuomo just in New York said maybe we tested 5 million people. Not sure. But there's still a lot of people, particularly in black communities, Poor people yeah. who cannot get a test. They cannot get a test. So for the yeah. amount of time that I was trying to get a test, I would, if I could pick up the phone, I would talk to like five people that had symptoms yeah. 
that couldn't get tested. So I think that, like, New York is showing 237,000 cases, documented cases in New York State alone. I think that we have to multiply that number by at least four. And then we will find out the actual number of uh, cases in New York. Until we can test, we don't know how far spread this thing is. And remember, there's different degrees of Everybody's not going to show up at the hospital. Right now, they tell you they'll only test you if you come to the hospital with symptoms. If you, yeah. Even if you go in urgent care. If you don't say the right symptoms, they still won't test you because they're saying they don't have enough well. test. So we don't know how far and widespread this is. We don't know if this curve is flattening or not because the people that die outside the hospital, a lot of them are not recorded. So I'm not, I'm not oh, well. flowing with numbers. Um, we're still looking at South Dakota right now that didn't have a stay-at-home order that had one place, a meat factory that had over 700 cases of COVID, and she still won't shut the thing yeah. down. I, this is a problem. I, we're not ready yet. And no, Lord knows I want to get out the house. No, we are not ready yeah. yet. Same here. Yeah, I make those essential runs. I don't, yeah, I get it. What about you, Johnny, man? Same question, sir. What, what would say you? You know, Jay, each year with me staying on the East Coast, uh, I follow the NOA, the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, and they predict hurricanes. And they do it based yeah. off of the sciences. And every year they're wrong, okay? So even though God has blessed us with the sciences and he's blessed us with scholars, the unpredictability of the human contact is what you cannot determine. Uh, right. I, you know, certainly my heart goes out to to Dr. Williams um, and and the, the 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 fight that she had in regards to the, the COVID nineteen. There's a lot of persons out there who are are asymptomatic, which means they they have the virus, but they're not showing any traits. Those are the ones that you fear, you know. Uh, for the last several months, what we have talked about is America's appetite for entitlement. So, right. as I predicted, you know, we, we, we play nice initially, but after the president yep. gets up there and he says that these are going to be the worst two weeks, now that that two-week period is over with, look at the debauchery that's happening in states where people are talking about now, let's open up. For, and for the most part, you know, if, if, if you are a, a parent, and you out there and you have no yep. job and no income and you're looking at the faces of your family members, then I can see your desire to say, look here, I am pressed because cause certainly there's risk that parents take in regard to taking care mm -hmm. of their family members. So I, I don't diminish that. However, you right. got people out there now who simply want to be entertained. They want to go to the movie theaters. They want to go to the malls. They want to be able to run in parks. They want to be able to walk their dogs. They want to be able to sit in restaurants. And so those are the self-serving individuals that epitomize America. And now you have mm. those religious figures who sit back and they talk about the First Amendment and the freedom of religion. So now you get a bunch of elderly people who want to go and, and, and worship in a, in, in, in a house of worship, and they are the most exposed. And then you take persons um, uh, th this week here, and like I say, my, 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 my journey was nowhere near. Dr. Williams, so I don't diminish what she said, but earlier this week on, on, on Monday, um, I was experiencing some issues, and because of the type of work that I do, Tuesday I was able to get in there and get tested. 
So for the last okay. four days up until I got my results on Saturday, uh, I, I was self-quarantined myself for my family. But I can't even right. imagine, I can't even imagine the self-serving people that's out there parading in the streets talking about, you know, that, that now that we're on a downtrod, that we're ready to open up and go back to, to filling up sports arenas and concert halls and restaurants. And all of the things that, that America has come to value, which is the entertainment instead of life, there's jobs yeah. out there being created now simply because of the, the, the COVID-19 and the need for people to have to transport. So I would certainly say that my heart goes out to the, to the 20 million people that had to file unemployment, okay? I've been there, done that yeah. at one point in time, so I understand the desperation that it is in order to provide for your family. But for the president and, and, and the others to get up there and, 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 and put the, the national and the federal government against state governments. I mean, did you hear this clown get up there and talk about liberate? I mean, he, yeah. he literally said liberate against state yeah. governments, yeah. governors. I mean, who mm-hmm. does that in that, in that particular uh, role as, 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 as a person who is supposed to bring everybody together? And, I, again, it just bothers me to no end because people are dying. People are dying. In the same yeah. way that I, I've been given the data for the last – uh, three weeks, I'm going to give the data the beginning and the end, this two-hour period, and then even though those individuals who, who, who don't care will still diminish mm. the reality of it is yeah. that there is a threat, man, a long-lasting threat, and we just need to be more guarded and more cautious. Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, tell you what, guys. Listen, the crew is in the house. I promise you. Second set, everybody's here. Vanessa, Jerome, we're gonna bring him in, but it's time for the step out, and it's time for this week's edition of Informative Less. Something that we need to know, or that you need to know, especially. Uh, you know, Johnny D talked about the, the industry that he's in because he's an essential. Uh, oh, you know, he's a central worker. He has an essential mission because obviously they get those types of people get priority when it comes to these testing. We're going to talk about, I'll take a look this week, about what's going on in America's prison systems about this particular uh, virus. So it's time for this week's edition of Informative Celeste, something that you need to know. And on the other side, Vanessa May Belly's in the house and Jerome is free. Mr. Jerome is free, my bad. So here, we'll talk to him next. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. We'll be right back after this. As the coronavirus outbreak continues to spread, we're going to turn our attention to places that are particularly vulnerable, prisons and jails. New York City jails are dealing with an outbreak of their own. As of yesterday, the department says they're dealing with 364 confirmed cases among inmates, and they've already had two deaths. Rikers Island Jail is the city's most infamous facility. Prisoner Daryl Campbell is currently under quarantine after another inmate came down with a high fever. We're already in the forgotten culture, the people that are in jail. It's like you just get written off. Campbell, also known as Taxstone, hosted a popular hip-hop podcast called Tax Season before he was arrested in 2017 in connection with a shooting. He is still awaiting trial on murder charges. He says inmates are not being given basic protective gear. The governor actually said, yo, we're going to be making hand sanitizer and stuff like that. And I said, well, that's cool. You know, the prison is making hand sanitizers and helping keep everything clean and saving people. But I said, wait up. When are we going to get hand sanitizer? When are we going to get extra sanitation things to clean things? When are we going to get protected again? We didn't receive this. 
And that's when I realized that we really didn't exist in this world. We got one face mask. And after that, we never got one again. We asked them, hey, what's up with the face mask? We're watching the news. They're saying these face masks only last four hours. Where's the next one? They said, oh, y'all only get one. And we only got one. It's like a lost cause. Right now, I'm just walking around wearing a towel around my face. I watch cancer patients with level four cancer catch it, and they not release them from jail. Talking about the charge that they might have. They, oh, he has a robbery. And it just was like, yo, everybody is deemed innocent to prove guilty. But even if these people are guilty, who are you to say this all right for them to die? To not get proper treatment? Who are you to tell them to just sit in the cell and just figure it out? Who are you to just say it's all right for us to die? We have families. Being in jail is like literally like being dead and watching everyone else live their life from the grave. Campbell was brash and outspoken on his podcast, and that has not changed. A few weeks ago, he posted on Twitter about what he says he's seeing, and it went viral. I'm not afraid of any consequences that might happen from me doing this interview or from any letters that I've written. I don't, I don't care. There's nothing you can do to me at this point. When they sit there and act like we're not human or we don't exist or we don't have families or people that love us or our opinion doesn't count, that's when I get angry. And I'm like, yo, like, listen, I have to I have to take these cries from the grave and let people know that, like, yo, we're still alive. We don't have tombstones yet. I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. Like, we never got a chance out there. And for me to be able to have a voice to even speak for people that can't speak for themselves, I have to use my voice to, like, take it from me. The New York Department of Corrections told NPR that inmates have access to hand soap and water, and they say they are distributing masks to all inmates and staff. The city also said that it has reduced the jail population by more than 1,000 people. Welcome back in 37 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side. I hope that the weather's better than it is here in Houston. My God, it is coming down in buckets. Glad you guys are in the house. First break, if you're just tuning in, uh, Kathleen Williams announced that she is recovering from the COVID-19 virus. And it's hit home, folks. So you need to take heed to some of the warnings that's going on out there. So make sure that you tune in. Make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do to protect yourselves and your families. So now, uh, I also promised you before the break that uh, Vanessa Maybelli from the McAnelli and Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house as well. So let's bring in Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa. How you doing? Good morning, everybody. I do apologize for being delayed. Um, oh, listen, you don't uh, apologize for us. Ms. Kathleen, I called, uh, I'm so sorry to hear that you're sick. I called Jerome two weeks ago and asked Jerome... How was how were you, and how was he doing? Because I thought you lived in Detroit, and he said no, she doesn't. She lives here in New York, and but my spirit just said for me to call and check on you through Jerome, and he can verify that. So I hate that my Holy Spirit was leaning on it, but I, I, I just hope that you feel better. I hope that you get better, uh, and I hope that everybody stays safe. 
and uh, Jerome, and, and I know I heard Johnny D saying it, he's in essential, but I do want to say this. Not only is this virus just where it will mess with your respiratory and all of that, but this virus also is a mental thing. And I say that because I have, I have painted rooms, redecorated rooms, and I had to start doubling up on my anxiety medication because I just couldn't handle staying in that house anymore. I just couldn't. My daughter didn't even want me to go to the grocery store. So I called my doctor, and she's like, Vanessa, go down there by my beach house. You know where you go. Go down to the campsite. And so that's, this is where Bobby and I have quarantined for five or six days, and I feel a lot better leaving here to go home because people who are listening to me and don't want to say it, don't be embarrassed, don't be ashamed. If you're having anxiety um, about staying in the house and you start to get phobic, because it is real, real to the point that some people have had to call their doctor and say, God, I'm sick of being in this house, I can't handle it. So I am taking, you know, precautions. Bobby and I, uh, we go around anybody fishing, which everybody distance. We put on our mask when we got ready to clean the fish so we wouldn't be close to anybody. So, but everybody's in their own space, and nobody is in anybody else's business. And and yes, uh, Johnny B, there are people out here walking their dogs, and it's a lot of older people. We're out here because we know that there's not a lot of young people, and they're not crowding all up under us. And you know what I'm saying? Everybody's social distancing. We're older. We have good sense to know not to be up under each other. But don't forget that there is a lot of mental that goes with this C-19 virus. And that's what I want to step in and, and say about that. There, There is a lot more than just the regular sickness to it. It's a mental thing, too, uh, with some people. So, I don't know. Some yeah, people have anxiety with that. But, but, uh, but Jay, we try, I, I'm late yeah. because we were trying to pack up to try to beat the Houston storm and, and get that storm, get on before that storm get here. But um, yeah. anyway, you done already busted me on that. But yeah, that's it's a done deal. Wow, good words, good stuff. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I announced at the top of the show uh, that we have a new thing that we're going to do around here from now on, and uh, it's called Take Five. And Take Five is when any member of this particular, this distinguished panel, can step in and say, "Hey, guess what? Jay, I want to talk about something." All you have to do is say, Jay, take five, because I know sometimes we don't cover everything that may be on your mind. So you can say, Jay, take five. And when you say take five, we're going to take five minutes to talk about what you want to talk about. Our panelists get one per show. And our listeners can call in as well and make a suggestion for take five, and then we can vote on it as a group. And if we say yay, we'll do it. And if we say not, no, because we do have an agenda and a marquee that we have to follow. She mentioned Jerome's name. I mentioned before the break that he's here. Let's bring him in. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm good, man. How are you? Doing outstanding, man. Uh, I'm uh, glad that you're here. Hope hey. you're virus-free, and uh, morning, always Jerome. good to hear your voice. Hey, you're good morning. Uh, good morning, good people. Kathleen, glad that, glad that you're doing better. Vanessa, yes, Lord. glad yes. you're doing good. LES, Johnny D, everybody. You know, we just got to keep pushing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. We have to keep pushing. I just definitely have to keep pushing. So glad everyone's in the house. Glad everyone is uh, doing well. Kathleen is on the rebound, on the men. Prayers definitely go up to her. Love her to pieces. And I'm still can't understand how I didn't find out about this, but that's okay. We'll talk about that later. All right. Uh, 347-850-1272. I don't know how it happened. 347-850-1272. Let's get into the second topic of the morning. Avoid alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. And call your friends and family. Check in on your mother. She wants to hear from you right now. And speaking of mothers, we need you to do this, if not for yourself, then for your abuela. Do it for your granddaddy. Do it for your big mama. Do it for your pop pop. All right, that was the Surgeon General uh, a few weeks ago. He talked about how uh, he talked about he was trying to reach out to the African American community, and so he used the term "pop pop big mama" and all these different terms, and people went berserk on Twitter. So the question is, he was trying to reach his people, talk to the people in a language in which they understand. And so the question is, was he right or was he wrong? And as I say that, keep in mind, Mr. Elias, be ready because there is a major storm in Houston. Matter of fact, I am hearing uh, hail. And my dang old okay. car is outside. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not going to be happy at this. All right, Mr. LDS, man, uh, take it away, man. Go ahead. So uh, uh, let me start with you, Vanessa. Well, what do you think about him using th- these comments, and do you think he was out of bounds by saying, hey, you know what? you got to use the language which people understand. What do you think about it? You know what? Sometimes you just have to – um, speak it so that people can understand it. Look at all the kids that were out there in Florida that was out there bumping and grinding and uh, wasn't doing any social distancing. So if that man had to call people Big Mama and all of that to get their attention, so be it. I don't see anything wrong with it. Sometimes you just have to get to people's level to get them to understand what it is that you're saying. So I'm, I wasn't offended at all. I used to call my mama, my grandmother and my mama and them Big Mama and Grandmama and anything. And, you know, no, I, I, I didn't find that offensive at all. I did not. Whatever it takes to get them to understand. Well, I think, and let me go to you on this one, Jerome, because I want to hear from everybody before we circle back around. You know, I think the reason why people were kind of in the uproar is because look who he was standing next next to. That guy. You know, he's standing next to the guy that we all know what his track record is on race. So there he is, standing next to Trump, saying that this administration is going to do its best to, uh, you know, it's going to do its best to make sure it takes care of our people, do it for Papa, do it for, you know, Grandmama and all this other, Big Mama and all this other stuff. And I think people are looking at the fact that, okay, there you are, a suit, even though you're in the military. Bottom line is, you're sitting next to the most racist president in the history of this land, and you're going to talk about this administration taking care of somebody, you're going to try to talk. And then I think what really pissed people off was the fact that he talked about drugs and alcohol. Like, you know, okay, so white people don't need to not use drugs and alcohol. Why would you use that? It, wow, look at this stuff here. Why would you use that to say, okay, well, you, you know, you have to be careful. Y'all got to stay away from drugs. You got to stop smoking. I mean, what the heck's up with that? So how did you feel? Do you think he, his his comments were inappropriate? Um, yes, and I would also want to say nice, nice try of playing, like, both sides of that, saying that it could possibly in a, be appropriate. Black people don't talk like that in front of each other. So when you're doing stuff, you're you're doing a stereotype of what you think black people. I, I watch this in politics all the time, right? Where a politician yeah. go around black people 
and start trying to talk with their hands because they naturally don't move like that, and they think that they're relating to right. black people. I watch you do that. That is just as racist and crazy because you are looking at our community from the outside in, and you're copying gestures that you think we make unconsciously. Everybody knows who your grandmother is. I don't care what you call her, right? So to do that is making a mockery of anybody who's watching that thing. White folks, I don't, I don't know how they felt about it, and I don't care, but I can tell you, in black folks uh, looking at that, it's why, you know, the whole social media stuff went crazy, because we know we're bilingual. So why would you actually do stereotypical things to black people? And that's what it was. So when you say drugs and alcohol, there's the whole thing about black people always, when we're in crises or not in crises, Every time something happens to black people, it's about your social responsibility. Something happened to white folks, it's like, oh my God, there's an epidemic. So we, we change our focus towards social responsibility every time it comes to black people. Whether it's crack and methamphetamines or whatever, opioids, it's like, oh my gosh, it's an epidemic. Crack is like, yo, y'all need to get your stuff together, <laughs> right? Yeah. It is always pointed towards black people of social responsibility. So that is what the racist part of that and the narrow focus of that Negro is about. Because he is not, just because you black don't give you no pass to, to um, pass propaganda back to black people on behalf of white folks, it's not funny, and we shouldn't take it. And I'm glad everybody, um, you know, went at him. He need to grow up. He's been in the military yeah, yeah, too long. Like, real like world. you said, it takes the black guy... You're right, Jerome. It takes the black. Let's get the black guy to, to talk to his people. Hey, that, that's the impression I had. Let's get him to talk to his people. And he gets up, yeah, you know, do it for Papa. Do it for Big Mama. You know, stop it. It, it looks, looks phony and faked. All right, let, let me let me get your comments, Mr. Elias. What do you say about it? Oh, I have to agree with Jerome on this one, man. I mean, you know, look, man, just talk to me in a normal tone and say, hey, look, um, you could bring this home to your grandmother, your grandfather, your parents, your aunts, your uncles. You know, don't don't come up with this the pop pops and the my moms and all. Come on, stop. It, it 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 to me, we all know what we call our grandparents and our grandmothers and our mothers and fathers and and in the black community. So you know, dude, it, it, don't be a puppet for Trump. I, I'm not understanding why Fauci is still there. If I was Fauci, I would I would tell Trump go jump in the lake. You know, if you don't like what I'm saying, then do go jump in the lake and and walk out. He, I would have much more respect for him than to say, well, no, he's not covering up the stuff. It, it, to, to me, the, the, these doctors up there have given up because they're tired of fighting with this cat. So if you're tired of fighting with him, just walk off the stage and say, I'm not doing this no more because you're lying to the American people. And he knows he's lying to the American people because people are suddenly dying every day. This is not a game that we're playing. This is not a game that we're playing. So you don't want your economy to look bad. You don't want you don't want the stock market to look bad because these are the things that you count on and you get your rich friends to give you money for. So let's just be honest, man. No, I, I didn't appreciate what he said, but the bottom line is that's where that's that that is what Trump is doing. He's lying, and these people now need to stop being puppets. And we, as, as the media, need to walk out on him when he lies. So everybody from the media got up and walked out. He would have nobody to talk to. Well, I wonder why we were playing Jerome's background music. I don't know what happened there. All right. So uh, I, I agree with you 110%. All right, Kathleen, give me your thoughts on this. He's an idiot. 
Wow. <laughs> that was quick. Thank you, Kathleen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Next. <laughs> Pretty sure you want to elaborate on that. <laughs> Maybe you don't. I don't know. <laughs> you tell right, me. Hey. I'll, I'll, I'll take back the idiot remarks, but I was like, that was just that—that that was in poor taste, and I think it was um, unnecessary. I think probably it was prompted as well. Um, you know, I, I especially I understand that you know Vanessa said she calls her folks that, and it's and and some people do. You know, we know we all watch Soul Food. We know there was a Big Mama and all of that, but like I agree with everybody else. We all know that Big Mama was Grandma. And that was our grand, you know, our grandmother, and that was her her uh, affectionate name that we called her. So if he says grandmother to me, what he's saying is, if I say grandmother, they're not going to be able to trans do the translation in their heads. Mm, look at you. Was, is big mama? They're not going to be able wow. To look at that. that. So I'm going to have to break it down and make it so simplified for them, so that they can relate to it. Otherwise, they won't listen to me. You know, so maybe wow. he went with the maybe he went with the shock factor. If I say Big Mama or whatever, maybe I'm gonna go for shock factor and see if people rebel, but then more people will hear what I said. Maybe he went with that, and if he went with that, yeah. then I was like, okay, you, it worked. But even still, it was it was um, condescending at best and yeah. insulting uh, if we want to go further. Uh, and I, I, I don't think it was necessary. And for him to stand on that platform, if he wanted to yep. do a little side video somewhere else and, there and you do go. that, then cool. There but you go. to stand on that platform next to that man who is laughing at us when he says, Digma, yeah, you know, talk to them in a way that all these, all these black people could understand. Because after all, what do they have to lose? You know what I mean? But uh uh uh. No, don't you stand in front of the podium with the seal on it and say and tell me to uh, do it for Big Mama. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Well, you hit all the right notes on that response right there, Johnny D. I'll close out the set, man. Give me your comments on this. Um, my my audio is is chopping up and terrible, so I'm hoping that that everyone will hear me, and I I will be brief in my comments. Uh, I, I certainly agree. With, with the, the other contributors in regards to it being a mockery. But there again, you look at the stereotypical um, application of the African-Americans. I can imagine Trump got up there and said, you know, talk to my blacks. Uh, that's that's what he does. And mm, then you look, look at the fact that he put Ben Carson. Mm. You know, I mean, think about Ben Carson's role. Ben Carson never stayed in the project himself. This is a, a neurological doctor that you put in charge of, of Hood simply because Good. he was black. And then you parade the Surgeon General up there, the one who should be talking uh, to the American public because that's what the Surgeon Generals do. Um, and here it is, he takes a subordinate role, and then all of a sudden he gets the carpet rolled out, and he offends himself and makes a mockery of himself by degrading himself with, with that type of dialogue uh, to the American people. Shameful, but again, it should, we should not be surprised that it's coming from this individual who's generating this type of stereotypes. You know, it's interesting you definitely say that because it was like, Kathleen, I think you said it best. It's like you don't take something that we do amongst ourselves as affectionate terms of endearment and then get out here on the stage and leak that secret out. Or, hey, 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 uh, once you get out there, Jerome, and talk to them in a, in, a, in, a, in a voice in which they can understand. 
You know, go on out there, Romy Rome, and do your thing. And he goes out there, talk to Pop Pop. And, you know, he didn't even sound like, you know, come on, if you're going to talk, let's, hey, man, talk to Big Mama. You know, put, give, give her some, you know, give her a little bit of, uh, you know, take the school words out of it. Don't give it that tone. Talk yeah. like, hey, you know, talk Big Mama. You know, talk Big Mama. You know, if you want to talk to us. But it's almost like, you know what, like Kathleen said, we're too ignorant to understand where grandmama is. We're too ignorant because a white guy could have stood at the podium and addressed us. But you're going to sit here and say, well, you know what, make sure that you don't do drugs. You didn't say that when you were giving a warning to white, white America. But, you know, you, you had to do it for us. It's a beautiful thing, and it's ridiculous. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, that uh, he received the scorn that he received on Twitter. What a wonderful thing, and I'm glad people are paying attention to the hex going on around here. Now he's got me. Right. I'll have to you look at another crime. It's time for After the Break, and After the Break is where I ask our panelists a question, give them the break to think about it, and then give them 90 seconds to respond after the break. See how we put that together. So after the break, this week's question or comment or whatever you want to call it, this week's After the Break is young lady accused uh, then-Senator Biden of sexual harassment. Bottom line is, is that you're not really hearing a lot of people talk about it. So now if we're in this uh, in this whole environment where we're trying to pay attention, if women are, you know, it's important for us to address situations of people when they say that they've been sexually harassed, you know, why is the media not covering this the way in most cases. So here's the question I want people to think about after the break. Do you think Vice President Biden is getting a pass as far as when it comes to this situation? Do you think the media should really dig into this? Or, and there are some articles out there who have debunked this stuff, or do you think the fact that people are so tired of Trump that they're turning the other way? So the question this morning is, should you think this, should there be more attention paid to this particular situation dealing with uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. That's our question, and we can't wait to hear from you after the break. All right, we're going to step out and take a break. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
serious side. If you are just joining us, here's what you have missed so far. This morning, frustration mounting, protests erupting in a number of states against stay-at-home orders. To that end, the White House is set to unveil new federal guidelines to begin the process of reopening the country. They're expected after a conference call between the president and all 50 governors. As that debate rages, here in New York, residents are now required to wear masks in public when social distancing is not possible. And as we begin this morning, there are now 639,000 cases of the coronavirus nationwide, and the death toll has increased to nearly 33,000. Avoid alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. And call your friends and family. Check in on your mother. She wants to hear from you right now. And speaking of mothers, we need you to do this, if not for yourself, then for your abuela. Do it for your granddaddy. Do it for your big mama. Do it for your pop-pop. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is our call on number 347 Eight five zero one two seven two. It's a serious side. It's a beautiful Sunday. Hopefully, it's beautiful where you are. But between the cold weather and the rainy weather, I'm not sure if there's a good place in this country where it's sunshine and uncloudy days. But let's say good morning to the peeps because that's what we always do at, at this time of the show. Let's say good morning to first of all the very lovely, lovely, lovely Miss uh, Vanessa May Belly from the Macanelli. Oh, Vanessa, is here. Can I say good morning to Miss Kathleen? How you doing, Kathleen? Good morning. Kathleen or Vanessa? No, Kathleen. Good morning, Vanessa. Oh. Not here. Good morning. Good morning. Kathleen. Good morning, everybody. 
that you are in the house and you're recovering. Uh, I encourage anyone who's listening to this show live, go back and listen to the show. In, uh, you can listen to it on iTunes. You can listen to the show on uh, Intune. Uh, you can listen to it on TuneIn. Uh, there are so many different platforms where you can get this show. Go back, Player FM, just so many different uh, outlets. Go out and listen to it. Go back and listen to the show. Kathleen gave a riveting story. Talked about her experience uh, that she's dealing with as she continues to battle the COVID-19 virus. You need to tune in to check that out. Let's say good morning to uh, the smartest one in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Just another day in paradise, no palm trees. My little brother, I call him the educator brother, the one and only Mr. Johnny D in the place to be. Good morning, Johnny. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well, doing well, just blessed. Absolutely. We all can say that. And the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. All right, Mr. Elias, man, can we say hello to some people out there in the chat? Yes, we got uh, Covina Man in the chat room, uh, Vogel Bright, EG. And, and ex, extra system is I guess that's the name. They just call him X for lovely, sure. What's up, X? And to uh, and to Mariana Music, that was uh, X by Kiana Letty. That was the name of the song, Baby Girl. I hope you're all right. Let me know we love you, and I hope you're doing well. We haven't heard from you in a while. I just pray that you're home safe and sound. Yeah, haven't heard from her. She hasn't checked in this morning either. So I hope for Mariana, just an update for those who's been listening to this show for years. Everyone knows that Mariana Music, the pastor, Kavina Man, Volba Bright, uh, Easy, all these guys have been listening to this show for a very, very long time. Oh, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. And Cindy has too. Cindy's, uh, Cindy, okay, Cindy, I know you are. She sent me. Yeah, uh, can't forget about Momo Beatus on the line with his Oh, of course. Momo Beatus part of the family, baby. I'm just talking about listeners. But, but, but you know, these guys okay. are these guys are our family. There are a lot of people who listen to the serious side, but there are folks who have been listening for years. And I know Cindy got on me a few weeks ago. You never talk about how much I li- Cindy, I know, sweetie. Mwah, you listen to the show as well. You need to call in sometimes, though. I mean, come on. The occasional comment through Chatterbox. I mean, I guess that's sufficient. Maybe you're somewhere where you can't talk, but you can call in and talk to us. We'd love to hear your voice. She's been listening for a long time as well. But we have people who have been listening to the show for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, so when we don't hear from a Mariana Music, you know, if you didn't know, Mariana Music was doing a photo shoot in Italy. And she uh, got stuck over there. And I haven't heard from her. And so I think after the show, maybe I'll try to reach out. I haven't heard from her uh, in a couple of weeks. Hopefully she's doing well. Uh, 347-850-1272 is our call-in number. 347-850-1272. You can be a part of it. Call in. We'd love to hear from you. Hope you guys are being safe and sound and virus-free as we continue to live in some of the most extraordinary times in our lifetime. It's just crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Before the break, I asked our folks a question for after the break. After the break is when we ask our panelists questions about certain things. We want to get their response, and we give them 90 seconds on the other side to respond. Stopwatch is ready. The question before the break was, you know, there's this whole thing out there. Now these sexual there are sexual harassment charges being brought, or accusations, I should say, against former Vice President Biden. And you have to kind of dig to find it. I haven't heard any major network, any major cable network. Now, I don't look at Fox. Maybe they're running with it. But CNN, uh, MSNBC haven't heard anything about it. 
So the question is, is it fair? I mean, should this should be should this be getting airplay? Should people be talking about this? Because he is a candidate for a major office. Uh, you know, for the presidency of the United States, and I know what the guy that's currently occupying that space has done. But you know, two wrongs don't make a right, and I'm not saying that Joe Biden's wrong, and I'm pretty sure someone's going to uh, quote something that I read. But hey, Floyd, you know, it's time to turn it over. It's time to get responses. Clock's on. Let me give it to you first, Mr. Elias, man. Should we be hearing more about what's happening with this whole sexual harassment thing with uh, Joe Biden? Well. Of course we should hear about it, Jay, but what dominating the youth the news is COVID, uh, this, uh, the coronavirus, man, and, and the response that people are dying. So it, it's the sort of news cycle runs. We should, of course, we should hear about it. And, and if it's and, and if it's not um, actually what's happened, or it, it's just another rule, then it, it, it's where it should be. <laughs> All right. What about you, Kathleen? Should we be talking about this? Should we get more information? Should we find out what's going on with this particular situation with Joe Biden? Oh boy, this is this is a tough one. Um, normally, I would say yes, I want to hear more about this. But okay, so if <clears throat> if they talk about it at this point now, right? What's to happen? So we dig through it to find out what, how bad it was. If he did do it, and if we find out that he did do it, then we would want to go for a different candidate, right? So who's the other candidate? There's nobody else. There's nobody else in the race that's in the Democratic Party. So then now the question becomes, do you want this? Um, if, if it's true, right, I'll just, let's just go there with the worst-case scenario. Do we want this predator or this predator? And you, I, my answer is I want that one. I only got two choices. I want Biden. So I don't even see why we don't waste time on it, right? Why? So then we just have to sit and choose, okay, which sexual harassment was worse? Because those are our only options. We got to vote for one of them, right? So I don't even I'm not going to say I don't care, but I don't care. Wow. Woo, I can't let me let me uh let me let me <laughs> let me go out here and, and, and monitor uh I do it anyway, but I'm gonna go look and see if people are gonna respond to that. Okay. Wow. Uh Johnny D man, your response, man. Uh should we look into this? It's, you know, it's these are serious accusations. What do you think, brother? No doubt. Uh yeah, I mean like I say, he is a a, a primary candidate, um who is running for president, officer of the president, so I say expose him. I mean, there, there's, there's no autonomy to, to right and wrong. So if he has wronged some, some, some young ladies or males or whomever they have alleged, then bring it out now instead of just keep dripping it out, uh, you know, one story at a time. Let's just go ahead and deal with it off the front. Well. All right, Jerome, I saved the best for last. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Jerome, what do you think, brother? Yeah, you should have saved this for overtime because I'm not sure if I'm going to cuss or not, but I'm going to tell you this. Hey, yeah, brother, do your thing, man. Just to try to maintain your profession now. You got it. Listen, I absolutely <laughs> hate, and, I, and there's nothing I hate. I, I hate with Democrats. Like, I absolutely mm. hate this story. And let me tell you why. Joe Biden's been vetted who knows how many damn times over his political... He's been vetted, right? Mm-hmm. You think he wasn't yep. vetted when Obama? So when somebody right. spills out the news in there, 
We don't know if that's credible or not, and I don't give a damn if it is or not. But I can tell you this. If that did not come out over all of those times that he's vetted, we are being sidetracked. We are wasting our lives and our time on this show even talking about that nonsense because whoever paid her or not is taking up a damn segment on a program that we could be talking about something else. But Democrats are so damn freaky and self-righteous and... This purity test that happens with Democrats, they pretty much say, you know what, um, if he, if it looks like he did, we need to investigate. And it's like, shut up. Because mm. you look at it just generally. Al Franken is sitting there watching TV now because some girl said, hey, when Al Franken took a picture with me that my husband took of me, I felt a little uncomfortable with how he hugged me. Well, hell, stop hugging people. You feel uncomfortable. Like, he's out of office because he hugged somebody. And then took a picture, not touching somebody, but with his hands, like, three feet in front of her. They was like, that's childish. And so you get Christine. And I'm glad, matter of fact, I am glad you brought this up. This disqualifies me. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you Vanessa's third. I'm going to no. give you Vanessa's 90 seconds. All right, go ahead, brother. you got about a minute I, left. I can hear it. You can cut me off as I can. I'm, I'm going to have to. Go ahead, brother. You can get rid of um, Christina Gillibrand off of that list, talking about people in VP. You can get rid of Elizabeth mm. Warren. You can get rid of um, Klobuchar, any of them. Yep. Because that whole purity test that's going to happen will divide you, and it's just meant to make you fight. Any woman can come up and yep. say anybody did anything. But the way Democrats right. react, like, should we take this serious? And in the land of Me Too, bull, because y'all dealing with this this dotard who obviously mm. had sexual shot saw stuff and dealt with underage kids and y'all ain't do jack about that. Some of you fools mm. still voted for him. So don't even start yep. this new stuff. It's a waste there you of go. Time. Well, well said. Now let me let me add some context to this because the bottom line is is that uh, there are a lot of people who work for Joe Biden at the time said they're not true. Uh, this woman has uh, talked about how she loves some of the things that was going on in Russia. Uh, you know, so the bottom line is, do I think it's? Here's my take on it, real quick. I don't, you know, regardless of who the person is, it could be my mama or my brother. If this person did something illegal, I wanted to be checked out. I don't want it to be played any crazy. But the bottom line is the evidence that it, what we see so far looks like that this is a hoax and so somebody could be behind this and I've always and Jerome said something the first time I read this story the first thing I said you know what he was vetted for vice president so there's no dang on way that they didn't look up every freaking whole cranny when it was time for this guy to because especially because of the significance of you know that ticket the first after the possibility of the first African-American president so I don't believe it I don't believe it I don't believe it it's been vetted for Senate for eons. Yep. Yep. I don't believe it. I, I just don't believe it. I'm not saying I'm not taking it lightly. I'm not going to sit here and say that if they have some proof, there's nobody above lightly. the law. I don't care who they are. But I'm telling you right now, I don't believe it. And there are people that are on his side saying, guess what? It is not true. And so there it is. There All right. It. Time for our last topic of the morning. Yeah, mind your business. I'm with you. That kind of leadership doesn't just belong in our state capitals and mayor's offices. It belongs in the White House. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States. Choosing Joe to be my vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made, and he became a close friend. And I believe Joe has all the qualities we need in a president right now. 
people, you recognize that voice, the voice of reason, the voice of long ago, times and eons from the past. That was former President Barack Obama finally endorsing Joe Biden for president. And a lot of people are saying, why did it take so long? And, you know, Fox News is running away with it. There has to be a reason why he's just doing it. But you know what? We've talked about this on the show. I know some of us have. And let me start with the guy that I know who had some questions about why President Obama didn't really come out. Let me start with you first, Johnny D, on this. You know, he's finally endorsing Joe Biden. But, you know, in Joe Biden's book, he talked about how President Obama told him or talked him out of running against Hillary Clinton in 2016. And then there are reports back, you know, when Joe Biden was considering running for president that he really didn't want Joe to get into it because he didn't want him, quote, unquote, to embarrass himself. And there are people who are on President Obama's staff who actually confirmed that story. So the question now is, it took him long enough. My question is, what type of impact is this going to have? Because you don't have the, you know, the one thing I was looking forward to, once President Obama stepped out and made that endorsement, you know, you're going to see the enthusiasm, you're going to see these huge crowds. You're not going to get that now with the COVID environment. So, one, why do you think it took so long? Two, do you think, is it really going to have a major impact? Because you're not going to get the visual that everybody wants. What say you? I, I will say this here. Uh, I am glad that he finally came out. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it uh, long ago, as, as I continuously said, you know, on, on this broadcast. If, if I'm your guy and I've served with you eight years, then that's endorsement enough to where I don't have to necessarily wait for the political spectrum to take place and unfold before I come out and say, hey, that's the person. In this instance right here, the the climate in which we're currently uh, living in doesn't allow for anything to consume the American's attention except for your life and, and your livelihood. So, you know, that's part of course. Um, could he have waited uh, longer and came out uh, as conditions improved? Then he would have been scrutinized for waiting so long. So the reality of it is that his timeliness can be considered favorable or in, 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 or in, in, in a situation, it could be considered convenient. You know, was it convenient now that Bernie Sanders has now thrown in the towel for him to come out because it's only one candidate? And we ultimately understand that the Democratic base has to come together and, and bind against this retrobate that's currently uh, imposing as, as the president that's in Washington. So... Will it hurt him? Uh, no, it, it certainly will not hurt him. Uh, I, I think as the the season, as the political season moves forward, the greatest impact that Joe Biden will have after this will certainly be his uh, selection of a vice president. But I'm glad that uh, President Obama came out. It's always good to see him. I mean, he, he's, he's so presidential. Um, He's so charismatic. He just looks the part. He is the part. And he's going to always be my American president, um, regardless of the times and the eras. And I truly believe this here. 20 years from now, 10 years from now, people will, will study history. The historians will study it. And they will say that he was one of the greatest presidents to ever live uh, in, 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 in our world. So I, I thank him for yeah. the opportunity to, to have lived under his administration 
And I also think, you know, that, that my younger kids, he's all they know uh, as far as a real president. Mm-hmm. So, again, yep. you know, I'm, I'm glad he did come out. If he had waited, he would have been scrutinized. Coming out now is convenient, but at the same time, I think that it unites the party and sends one sole message. Absolutely. You know, speaking of, you know, you talked about the presidential uh, persona. You know, I was listening to a lot of Republicans saying it's nice to get someone out there. I heard uh, Nicole Wallace says, wow, it was really good to hear from a true president, even though President Obama endorsed uh, Vice President Biden. He had some other things to say. Let's listen and talk on the other side. Hi, everybody. Let me start by saying the obvious. These aren't normal times. As we all manage our way through a pandemic unlike anything we've seen in a century, Michelle and I hope that you and your families are safe and well. Over the past weeks, we've seen plenty of examples of the kind of courage, kindness, and selflessness that we're going to need to get through one of the most difficult times in our history. Michelle and I have been amazed at the incredible bravery of our medical professionals who are putting their lives on the line to save others the public servants and health officials battling this disease, the workers taking risks every day to keep our economy running, and everyone who's making their own sacrifice at home with their families, all for the greater good. But if there's one thing we've learned as a country from moments of great crisis, it's that the spirit of looking out for one another can't be restricted to our homes or our workplaces or our neighborhoods or our houses of worship it also has to be reflected in our national government. The kind of leadership that's guided by knowledge and experience, honesty and humility, empathy and grace. I tell you what, every time I hear this man speaks, it just takes me to a whole different place. Kathleen, uh, once again, it was good to hear from President Obama and same questions to you. Why do you think it took so long? And uh, do you think his endorsement is going to have the full effect that it would have gotten if we would have seen the former president? I remember when he endorsed uh, the governor of Virginia, and he came out, and the guy, the governor says, look, I'm going to say hi, but I know what y'all, who y'all came to see. And when he said that, everybody just <laughs> broke out into, ah! So, you know, will it have the same effect uh, now that we are living in this new world? Of uh, social distancing. Absolutely, I think that I, I personally, I think he did the right thing in endorsing him when all the other candidates dropped out of the race. Because had he not, then the the distraction of his endorsement of Joe Biden would kick off another whole stream of commentary, comments, arguments, issues in the news about him endorsing. Biden over Bernie or Biden over Bernie and Warren. It just it it would have been a um, you know a cat fight a rat race. It just would have been ridiculous. And so and and they would say of course he's going to endorse him. Blah 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 blah. Then it would have been all about Obama and not about the people choosing their Democratic candidate. You know or giving the other uh, candidates an opportunity to do the right thing, which I'm glad they did do, which was to not drag this thing out to the end. So he allowed the process to carry itself, allowed the people to make their choice, 
And then now, when it's when it, we're at the end of this, Biden's the last man standing. He can go in, endorse him, and now, if they even do campaigning, um, go do that with him as well. I just, I personally, I think he did the right thing, and none of us should be surprised because this man has kept his tongue. And you know, I wish he had spoken out about some other stuff. You know. Um, we all know he was for Biden. I wish he had been talking about some other stuff. I, sometimes I wish he would just go down there and kick that man out the White House and take his rightful seat. But anyway, we ain't going to go there. That's not possible. But I, I, I'm fine with it. I don't have any issues with, with his timing. All right, that's interesting. What about you? I want to get some uh, comments from the political strategist uh, because I definitely want to hear what he has to say. What do you think, man? You think that uh, President Obama's, what type of impact do you think his endorsement's going to have? And do you agree with most of the panel saying that, uh, you know, bottom line is that had he tried to put his thumb on the scale early, he knew what he was doing from a political standpoint. Man, let me just get your comments on it. What do you think, Jerome? Um, um, I, I think first of all, I think he's endorsing too early. Um, secondly, really? I don't think. That, um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it this early. The, Why the, not? Be, okay, so we have a pandemic going on. He could have sent up flares. You like, like I think Valerie Jarrett and oh. all of those guys coming in and saying, "Hey, we endorse him now." It's way after the fact. I mean, he won Wisconsin by, what, the, it was like 63%. Like, that's why Bernie yeah. Sanders dropped out. He wasn't coalescing the party. When they knew when they were sending those ballots back what those numbers were going to be. Joe Biden kicked everybody's butt. Now, everybody needs to claim responsibility for Joe Biden being in this position. Their campaign need to coordinate how that endorsement is rolled out for impact. So you don't do it this early because it's too early before voting. So you hold out endorsements. You could have sent up enough flares that says, oh, President Obama's going to endorse him. Oh, he didn't do it this week. Oh, he may do it next week. They would just been anticipating him doing it. So put all your cards on the table in the political race is stupid because if you do it too early, it's going to lose its luster when it comes time to vote. And we're, we're not even in the summer yet. So it's so doggone early. Like, I remember having this conversation mm. when we talked about running. And I know I... I know I do braces for a living, so I, I'm not jumping on any panelists or anything. I'm just saying, yeah. from a strategy standpoint, you don't do it. And so, just like with um, Joe Biden joining the race, everybody's like, oh, it's late. Oh, my gosh, do you think he's not going to? Oh, Joe Biden don't have no money, so he can't possibly win. He don't have that strategist figure it out. We figure it out. And so, right now, I would not have done that, and um, I think that they... Not that they made a mistake. I think that they have to now be creative to be able to have a big impact type of um, type of um, rolling um, endorsement a little bit later. Because Biden is going to win big anyway. I mean, the numbers are telling us that just from the primary stuff on the enthusiasm side and this Dotard being on TV daily, bringing down his own numbers. <laughs> so... Um, President Obama's impact is go, is going to be big, but he's not a big personality like that. He likes to play the he likes to play the wall. So you know he's conservative, but so it's going to help him in the long run. But no, I wouldn't have done it this early. You know, I was thinking the same thing, Jerome, to be honest with you. I, and, and I didn't think about it from the timing perspective. I thought about the fact that 
you know, everybody's attention is on this particular, on this virus, which it should be. And it's like, it's almost like when Michael Jordan said I was coming back, back in 2001. Yeah, but then the next day, I think, you know, uh, I think the same, he announced that the same day of September 11th. And, uh, and he did it in the morning, and then September 11th happened later, you know, a couple hours after he had made the announcement. It didn't have any effect. Or like when Farrah Fawcett died and Michael Jackson died the same day. I just think that because of what's going on, the atmosphere is going to overshadow it, even though, you know, a lot of news programs are trying their best. Now, listen, we say that, Mr. Elias, but over, I think that view, I think that a YouTube clip has been seen over 11 million times already. I'm not sure. So people are trying to pay attention. But, you know, same question to you, brother. Do you think it was too early? Do you think it was, you know, maybe he should have waited? You know, he is not the most hes not the most popular Obama in his family. His wife is more popular than he is, so maybe she should wait later at <laughs> doors. Who knows? But what do you think, Mr. Elliott? Do you think it was too early, and do you think it's going to have any impact? Um, like Jerome said, maybe the luster will be worn off by the time it's really needed. What, what, what say you? I, you know what, man? If, if Trump keeps burning himself like he's burning himself, you know what? Um... I, I I had to do what the panelists said, man. It wasn't, to me, I, I wouldn't have come out for Joe Biden not knowing if he was going to be the candidate either, man, because then that sends up, that sends up you know, uh, uh, people to fire at, uh, at Obama for uh, endorsing somebody who wasn't going to be president in the first place. So I get why he did what he did, because it was, it was smart politically, but... You know, did he come out too early? I'm not a political strategist, so on that I'd have to agree with his own. But I think if Trump keeps killing himself, what's your opinion? With, uh, what's your, what, what do you huh? think? You, you don't. What do you think? You, you well, don't know well, whether or not you think it was too early or too late. Well, I, 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 I would, I would, I would have come out right, right then and there. But I'm not a political strategist. As soon as he announced, I would, I'd have came out. Like, yeah, I'd have came, as soon as he announced. I'd have, I, no, I'm not. As soon as he announced, I'm saying as soon as he won the elect, as soon as he won. The uh, the primary is said that he's going to run for that he's going to be the uh, president. That he's going to run for president. Huh. I'd have came out then after he won all the uh, primaries. So huh. That's okay. how it came out. Oh wow. Okay. Well, interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where I come fall out on this because I, I I'm I'm thinking I'm on the side of Jerome on this. I think I think he may have come out. What happens when Biden needs a shot in the arm? You know, his ace in the hole. And so had he come out as soon as he started, you know, let's say that he would have endorsed Biden as soon as it, uh, as soon as Biden announced that he was running. I think people, you know, sometimes you don't have to announce what people already know. People already know that President Obama, what he thinks about, you know, Joe Biden. And, you know, one of the things he said in the early parts of that campaign or that primary, he says, you know, picking Joe Biden as vice president was one of the best decisions I ever made as president. So, I mean, come on, that's a hit and a half for your behind, right? I mean, come on. So he don't need to say the obvious, uh, even though people were generating these reports that he didn't want Biden to get in it because of, you know, what was happening with the Hunter Biden thing. And not the Hunter Biden as far as Ukraine, but the situation happening that he slept with his wife, you know, that whole family drama. But, you know, I I still think that I agree with what Jerome is saying. I still think that he probably should have waited because I still think that President Obama could give him a shot in the arm. And, you know, this is early because remember when he first jumped in the race, he was the, you know, he was the, you know, he was the guy that was leading all the polls. Then all of a sudden he started getting busted his chops. And it wasn't until Clyborne came out and said, hey, guess what? 
we need to support the guy. Maybe his ace in the hole, Jerome, is, is you know announcing his vice president, presidential candidate. I don't know. Where does he go if he needs another shot of uh, Java, a shot of espresso, man, to push his, his uh, campaign over the edge if he runs into some troubles, troubled waters? Who, where does he go? I just want, yeah, I want to say that um, I always, I always try to debunk um, like bad narratives. And so yeah. when I watch TV and people talk about Joe Biden and why President Obama did not want him to run, nobody really knows yeah. why. I, I, can, I can guess, right. though. He, he knows Joe Biden. He knows he was hurting because of his son passing. And he knew yeah. that he would be off balance. It wasn't that he was going to embarrass himself, that he was a bad candidate, because you can clean up a yeah. candidate. It's because they didn't think he was in right yeah. headspace. So nobody puts a narrative on anything to give you a perspective. They act like Obama didn't like him. But I can tell you, President Obama would not have been president if it wasn't for Joe Biden. That was a really smart um, vice presidential pick at the time that got, that stabilized some young guy who wanted to run for office by having a statesman who understood the Senate, who was able to get that health care through the Senate. The only responsibility of a vice president in the Constitution is that they become the head of the Senate. And if you're not a senator already, you don't understand the Senate rules. Vice President uh, um, Biden was integral to getting um, Obamacare passed. No, everybody discounts how much work was done that Vice President Biden had to do to make that happen because the president can't tamper with Congress. But the vice president is the head of the Senate. So he spent time there. So I, I just want to kind of give everybody a different perspective of the narrative of Joe Biden. Nobody's holding his hand and acting like he's some senile guy. He He's limping over the finish line. Joe Biden is the best candidate to be there right now. He's the best candidate. All right. And that said, that does it for this morning's discussions in regards to our topics. But don't go anywhere because coming up next, Chatterbox going to be able to read them all, but I want to uh, read a few, and uh, we have on a need-to-know basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome Spree. Listen to the serious side. You guys are having a great day so far. Appreciate you allowing us in your homes, and we'll be right back after this. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Okta, helping protect your company's remote workforce and ensuring your employees have access to the right tools at the right time. Learn more at okta.com slash NPR. Authorities in Texas are planning a news conference today after a gunman killed a police officer and wounded two others this weekend. Officials in San Marcos say the suspect ambushed the officers with a rifle after they responded to a call at an apartment complex. A statement says the gunman died from an apparently self-inflicted gunshot wound. The condition of the two wounded officers is not clear. Some of the biggest names in music performed from their homes in a globally televised concert this weekend honoring medical workers fighting COVID-19 around the world. The event called One World Together at Home was organized by Lady Gaga and streamed online and televised across more than 175 countries. It raised millions for the World Health Organization's work around the world as well as a hundred other charities. The BBC's Colin Patterson reports it featured contributions by A-list names. The lineup has already led us to be dubbed the Living Room Live Aid and the Wi-Fi Woodstock. The Rolling Stones recorded their parts separately in their own homes. 
appeared looking like a rock and roll Zoom call. There was a Beatles by a broad band with Paul McCartney playing Lady Madonna on an organ in what looked like his music room. Or else and John's piano had been wheeled into his garden. The basketballs beside it were unexpected. The BBC's Colin Patterson reporting. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's time for Chatterbox, where we get we get our comments, or read comments from the world famous chat room and from uh, social media outlets, which we follow, which we follow quite a few. And Mr. Elliott, we have anything to report from the chat room? You you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that's in the chat room this morning, man. Bubba uh, well, well, okay. said Trump is the worst president ever. The Trump that bankrupt the average American. They won't let me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, 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 stop. You just said who said what? Who? Right said Trump. Trump is the worst president of the worst president ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's now he's feeling the pinch of what poor people feel. So you know, yeah. He's, that, 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 I'll leave that right there. Yeah. Oh boy. You know, Here's Sunday. Come to the altar. Confess with that mouth. Go ahead, Mister. He Williams. hates poor wow. people. He hates poor people. Remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's how, that's how that works, man. We all, I, my brother, you always say we one paycheck. All of us are one paycheck away from the welfare line. Well, guess what, my brother? That stuff ain't no joke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. What else you have? That's it. Uh, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. That's enough. Then, that's he, a drop the mic moment. I'm shocked. Wow. Yeah, you left oh, the wow. chat room. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Move on to troll someone else. All right, listen. Pastor Stephen F. Jones, peace and blessings. Family, first and foremost, to my sister in Christ, Minister Williams. May God continue to be, continue to put his healing hand, arms around you and make you whole again physically because I know you have been made whole spiritually. Oh, look at you, Pastor. That's what I'm talking about. Cindy from Quebec, Canada. LOL, I was about to send you some mean messages if you had not acknowledged your most loyal listener in Canada. Okay, Cindy, I did it. Great show as always. I love you, sweetheart. Tiffany from Cleveland, uh, Ohio. So sad to hear your panelists' comments on your question of the day. Uh, Your support for Joe Biden is no different than the support that Donald Trump has from evangelicals. If we support his political agenda, we don't care about what he does about his past. Uh, well, Tiffany, I think the difference there, sweetheart, is the fact that we know Donald Trump did these things. What's going on with uh, Joe Biden and allegations? But you know what? Hey, you're entitled right, to whatever exactly. opinion you like. You know, think what but, you want. But it's, uh, it's important to answer this, though, because she's making it seem like we're Trump fanatic people. Nobody's saying that they don't care what Joe Biden did. What we're saying is that the allegations should not be escalated to a point like we know that he did something when we know that he's been vetted two billion times. So it does not make the the range of a headline news story when it's an allegation. That's what I'm saying. And most... And most of Biden's most most Biden staffers who were on the staff at the time said it's not true. Now, even though she, it doesn't matter, we're her, smarter than that. Yeah, we don't need yeah, we don't need yeah, anybody yeah. to validate the fact that we are smart. 
We're smarter than that. You can't just throw something at us and then you can't come here and throw an allegation about anybody on this show and say they shouldn't be on your yeah. show because they cut me in front of the grocery store, right? Yeah. You can't just throw yeah. allegations yeah. at somebody and expect us to react. So that's my point. Yeah. It, it's sickening to me that that has become how we deal with politics is that somebody can throw an allegation unfounded, and then we have conversations like it's true. And then we have to go through scenarios yeah. and emotional uproars to see what we would do if that was somebody who was like that. Like, that's too much. You're doing yeah, too much. Absolutely. Um, just wrote in. Um, yeah, her name is Tiffany. All right, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? To the flag of the United States of America. All right, it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's time for On the Need to Know Basis with Mr. Jerome Spring. Man, Jerome, floor is yours. Yep. You know, U.S. farmers have dumped 3.7 million gallons of milk every day and that goes back into the ground because restaurants, hotels, and schools have closed because of Trump virus that's out there. So farmers... Um, you know, here's the thing. The people who, who give toilet paper and all those things to institutions, they are pretty much closed down because they can't sell in retour, retail stores. <laughs> they, oh. I mean, all of them have shut down. So um, Netflix is now worth more than Disney. The value climbed wow. to $187 billion after that streaming company shares hit an all-time high. Because of the lockdown. So, Netflix is... That, that's weird that Netflix is bigger than Disney. But anyway, they are. On the oh. stock market, it'll probably go back down and Disney will come back up. Alright, I don't know if you guys seen this, but the Lando Lake, you know, the butter folks, have removed the Native American woman, um, I guess they named her Maya, uh, from their packaging after nearly 100 years. So that Minnesota-based company... Which was founded in 1821, quietly unveiled a new packaging, and in a press statement released and published um, in February initially, one of the images from the press release just had an old design that replaced with just a landscape of Native American, the racist image of the Native American woman wasn't there. Wow. So, yeah, the new packaging already started to appear on their butter and they're tubs of butter and food service projects and, and deli pizza. So, you know, and they said it'll be done in 2020. This summer of 2020, all of their packages will change. Now, Facebook, um, that Facebook trend of sharing old high school graduation photos has given yes. answers to most common security questions for online accounts. Yep. Better Business Bureau is warning users not to share your high school graduation photos on Facebook. They're trying to attain more information to steal from your bank account. So they need to know what high school you went to. So your password may reflect that or what city did you live in or where did you grow up. So in your high school picture, yeah. you know, people make comments. They're like, oh, I remember that year, you know, blah, blah, blah. Start talking reminisce about high school. And it can give people well, a hack. Hackers of something else, aren't they? Wow. What'd you say? Hackers of something else, man. Those cats, yep. man. Hey, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just data mining. 
watch your personal information that you put out on social media. All right, now, New York's three major airports say that they're down to just 5% of their usual traffic. So as passengers arrive at the empty terminals, they usually packed airports have become empty shells and thousands of airport workers have been laid off. But they're down to five wow. traffic. Mm. Now, Damn. you know, um, New York Governor um, Cuomo, I was going to say Mario, I was going to say his father, Kathleen was pro- is probably laughing at me for that. Andrew Cuomo <laughs> issued an executive order allowing remote marriage licenses and letting clerks perform ceremonies over video. So people mm. still want to get married. You know, it's not that um, people are getting divorced because they're in the house too long together. There's still people who want to get married. So um, Cuomo joked about more people getting divorced during the pandemic, but he also signed an executive order allowing remote uh, marriage licenses to be mm. issued. <laughs> hey, you know what? Can I jump in on that real quick? Yeah. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to also add that um, – they are allowing video, uh, allowing people to do their wills by video as well. So, hey, really? um, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, especially during this time, what I'm finding with a lot of my clients now is that they, you know, we can't get to them. And they, right. might, be sick, they might be going through all of this, you know, whatever, and we can't go visit them and, the, and our offices are closed, right? So right. how do you get that will done? How do you get the trust set up and all of those things? So they're allowing um, they're allowing us to do it by video. Okay, man, that is good. That is good to know. And that's that's I don't know what other states are doing. I know New York State, you know, they are really putting their best foot forward to accommodate people from being and and promoting that social distancing. So it's good that they're we're doing that here. Um. Transport Canada has announced that all passengers, all airline passengers flying in or out of Canada must wear face masks while traveling. So that order will go in effect on noon on Monday. So if you're going in and out of Canada and you don't have a face mask, um, I don't know if they're going to give you one, but you have to have one if you're going to be in Canada, which is cool. All right. Now, the coronavirus may have spread as early as mid-September, and Wuhan, China, may not have been um, where the pandemic pandemic started, according to British scientists. Uh, A team of um, scientists from the University of Cambridge uh, researchers are trying to trace the source, and um, one of the geneticists and his team has gathered data um, that the outbreak appeared to have started at some point between September 13th and December 7th. So researchers have been able to chart the spread of the virus, including the genetic mutations, as it moved from China to Australia to Europe and the rest of the world. That's according to Newsweek. But they really believe that there are different strains of it, and it did not, it may not have spread from China anyway. It may wow. have. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was early, mid-September. So we, uh, we can all go back and go, wait a minute, I think I was having... You know, chills and coughs and stuff. So some, hey, more people, man. yeah, more people. My mother, my mother was tough. She had respiratory stuff going on with her, man, and that was in January. I'm like, uh, wow. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, so, you know, some people may be, immu- um, I wouldn't say immune to it, but may have already had that virus already. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, because as we are watching people talk about a vaccine, I, I just want to say this, and I know um, Dr. Swami Gentilese may kill me. Kathleen, don't laugh. She, she did a show with Kathleen, so as an herbalist, she can she, she'll tell you what to do. But... My thought is it takes just as long to um, come up with a treatment as it does a vaccination. And I don't know why we always think about vaccinating people and saying, hey, we can give you the vaccination. It may or may not work. It's 13, 70 percent successful. Find a treatment for it so we don't need vaccinations. That would just kind of work better. It takes just as long. Yes, it and New York State Governor um, Cuomo has said that that we're working on treatment simultaneously with people trying to come up with vaccinations because, you know, pharmaceutical companies, they they are making money off vaccinations because you have to keep inoculating people so many times. But we need to have a treatment for it, um, and we need to be working on that. But I know in New York, they um, our governor said that somebody's working on vaccinations, or there are quite a few companies working on treatments opposed to vaccinations. We're doing both. All right. Now, apparently paper towels are better than hand dryers at removing the virus and should be provided in all public toilets, according to um, scientists in in the U.K. They're saying whether um, the way people dry their hands in public toilets, um, it, it may make a difference on how it spreads. So, you know, people using those hair dryer, those hand dryers and they're just blowing particles all over the place. They're saying it's better to use paper towels to dry your hands after you wash them. Now, um, a Louise, uh, well, three TSA agents have died from the coronavirus with 400 testing positive in 51 airports across the nation. So, you know, I just want to say that the airports are not always so safe, but one of the people who, pa- who passed um was in Atlanta's airport where 12 TSA officers have test positive. So everybody, again, be safe. Wow. Um, you know, Michael wow, Cohen. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, Michael Cohen, who um, who was, you know, Trump's personal attorney at some point, he is being freed from prison after 14 yeah. felonies test positive. Um, mm-hmm. But he still has to serve out his three-year sentence under house arrest. So he will be yeah. released from the Federal Corrections Institute in Otisville, New York, um, and is allowed to serve the remainder of sentence at home confinement, is what his lawyers told CNN. Um, by the way, Cosby has been rejected from serving his at home, who's a lot older. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, ah, you know, let's let that guy go home. Um, a judge rejected Roger Stone's request for a new trial after he claimed a jury foreman was biased against Trump, and it opened the door for a presidential pardon is what they're saying. But the U.S. District Court Judge Amy Berman Jackson on Thursday rejected his claim that um, the woman was biased against um, Trump and therefore could not be impartial. They're trying it. Mm. Don't look like it's going to work. Now, in Massachusetts, um, Justices um, Greenlit a e-signature for election canvassing. If you don't know what that is, is where when you want to run for, we have primaries, 
But even to get on the general election, you have to get signatures to get on the ballot in all states. So an error um, when one when one's own grocery deliveries spark um, anxiety. Political candidates canvassing voters to get on the ballot could um, they could do um, electronic signatures now. Um, that's what the high court in Massachusetts ruled on Friday. Because mm. that, that was going to be a problem, knocking on somebody's door and saying, hey, can you sign my petition? <laughs> it was going to go, get out of here. <laughs> really, by the way. <laughs> I ain't answering my door. <laughs> <laughs> no. What'd you say, Kathleen? Mr. Coffin, can you sign my petition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me sign that. Hey, here's my you're thing. not here's you're my definitely thing. not getting um <laughs> any signatures. Now, um, Jerome, do you think that'll take off to other states? Because that is fantastic. I think that's incredible news. I I think to all the southern states that actually really like Trump, no. And I don't know how they're gonna get the signatures, but I I you know. The way it goes is that when you get the nomination from the party, if you want to challenge whoever the party selected the nomination, you have to go get signatures. But the party can have like 12 candidates and get signatures for all of them at the same time. So it does give the party an advantage. So if you get the party's nomination, you're probably never going to want to do signatures. You're automatically on the ballot if the party nominates you. But if you're not... You can't challenge the person who is running if you don't go out and get signatures. Although the party has to get signatures, you have to get them too, individually. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure in some areas it probably will take off, but New York tends to be a little bit more progressive too when it comes to stuff like that. We, we tend to want everybody to vote in New York State, whereas other states really don't. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So, right. we, so, we have Biden, two more, Jerome, if you don't mind, sir. Yeah. Two more stories, if you don't mind, sir. Yeah. Joe Biden demands that the federal government releases a full racial data on a um, coronavirus impact because the pandemic has put a stop, spotlight on the structural racism, is what um, Vice President Biden has said. Now, he's joined a growing call for the release of this comprehensive racial data for the pandemic. And so I guess I won't go into much more of that story. But um, and Rihanna um, sent her coronavirus-stricken father, he's 66, a ventilator, and feared that the situation was deteriorating. So he put out a note on social media saying that my daughter, Robin, um, was checking on me every day, is what he said. So shout out and prayers to everybody who's going through this and um, mm-hmm. are, who are yeah. working bounce back and looking out for your family members. Um, I would shout somebody out, but just like in Kathleen's case, I didn't tell you guys a few weeks ago <laughs> what was going on with Kathleen. I have a friend, another one in New York City, whose mother passed, but I haven't called them yet. But she also passed of the coronavirus, so it is touching all of us in a in a very profound way. Yes, yes, yes. it is absolutely. Yeah. So right, you, do you do you want me do you want me to do one more story now? I just Give want me one more, Jerome. Okay, because I know that my sensational story that I normally don't do. Um, you know, there's a surge in panic buying at-home collection kits for men who f- freeze their sperm. Like, just so that in case oh, they geez. get the virus, they want to be able to chronolo- uh, uh, cry- what is it? cryogenically freeze it so that they could have um, kids later. So that's what the fear is. 
but the New York um, University fertility expert is saying that um, there's a reason to think that that Corona um, COVID-19 affects fertility. So people are several companies that freeze sperm said that they reported a 20 percent and a, uh, to tenfold in surge um, sales at at home collection kits. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the man. Yeah. The man sitting next, next to the man. Yeah. First it was toilet paper. <laughs> now, now we were done. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. All right. Appreciate you as always, brother. All right. It's time for our final thoughts, ladies. The first and minister. Floor is yours. Final thoughts. Oh, um, thank you all so much for having me. To God be the glory that I am here with everybody. Say God is not finished with me yet. Hallelujah. But to everybody, including my brother who lost his wife and um, everyone who has lost someone or someone who is now suffering with the virus, you know, my prayers go out to you. Um, if You know, reach out to Jay. He can get to me. I can get you some information on supplements and herbs and so forth that really did sustain me. I'd be happy to share that information with you. Um, and to what Vanessa said, um, this mental health aspect of it, particularly in the black community, is vital. So please do take care of your family members and take care of yourself. We've seen an increase in suicide in the black community amongst 5- to 12-year-old children. So we have to stay on top of our kids that are not in school. You know, this whole thing has impacted them in ways that we might not ever understand. So be easier on your kids. If they don't pass the math test, it's all right. You know what I mean? Let's get through this. And God bless everybody. Thank you so much for having me. And I will see you next week, and God willing. Well, okay. Kathleen, you know how I feel about you. Wow. Just uh, God bless. God bless. All right, Johnny D, man. Final thoughts. Right. I, again, I would like to just thank you, Jay, for an opportunity to, to be a part of the broadcast. Thank the rest of the contributors, uh, Dr. Williams, as as always, a speedy recovery, and my condolences and prayers go out to to you and the family members that you lost, and for those individuals who have lost family members to COVID-19 and who are currently uh, caught up um, in, in just the, in, the entire dynamics of it. Uh, there is a, a mental health aspect of it, and there is a education aspect of it uh, that she spoke of uh, so fondly, and, and I definitely agree. Um, as, as I've done the last couple of weeks globally, I would like to say that since we have been on the broadcast, 1,138 individuals globally have been confirmed with COVID-19 and 57 have passed uh, during this two-hour time span. So this is real, and uh, we need to take it as such. So God bless. Wow, man, good stuff. Mr. Jerome, Mr. Freeman, final thoughts. I just want to reiterate what Kathleen said um, generally is that watch your mental health. Stop watching so much TV. Um, the anxiety that's being created is is um, adding to bringing your defenses down in your body. So stay healthy. Watch your dairy. Make sure you alkaline your body a little bit. Drink plenty of water. Make sure you're not dehydrated. But stop watching this if it's giving you anxiety because it is going to get better. You just need to watch your spacing and be conscious. Everybody have a good week. I right, appreciate your words and wisdom.
90 seconds out, Mr. Elias. The minute gets the first and last word, man. Final thoughts. Look, folks, get out and vote. If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. You don't vote. Look what happened to us right now. We're under a pandemic. This guy got rid of the pandemic team in 2018. Hey, look, this this is not a joke. This is not games anymore. Get out and vote. You know, and to Kathleen, Donald, thank God you're still here. We love you, and thank you for being here. All right, Ms. Telly, as for 60 seconds out, for those who are listening live, we'll lose you here in less than a minute. Those who are listening, which you normally do through the various uh, platforms, we appreciate you spending time with us. Final thoughts are going to be simple. I'm, I am going to talk to my people, and I'm going to talk to my people the way I would talk to anybody that looks like me, who I consider friends, because everybody within the sound of my voice, I consider you guys my family. Most of you guys have been listening to this show forever, and we appreciate you. There are so many names of folks that we don't know who tune in every Sunday to hear us and be a part of it. You know, I was told that we're played in some nursery homes, so we want you guys to be safe as you continue to listen to the sounds of our voice. I'm going to say this to my peeps. Let me tell you something. I drove through the neighborhood the other day and saw jokers out there playing basketball. Somebody had a birthday party up the street, a whole bunch of people outside, barbecuing, all this other nonsense. Pay attention to what the heck's going on. Are you going to find yourself the victim of the circumstance? Pay attention. And I'm not the Surgeon General. I'm Jade. I'm just talking to you like I would talk to you if I saw you at the barbershop. Well, not the barbershop because I don't have any hair, but if I saw you standing outside the barbershop, then I'd have a conversation with you. All right. <laughs> so, yes. If it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the scariest side of the Jay Brown show. Folks, in all seriousness, take care of yourself. This is no joke. This is no joke. Right. So, for Kathleen, for Vanessa, for Johnny, for Jerome, for Miss Elias, I'm Jay Ralph. Say, have a wonderful work week, and if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. We love you. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. And for all our listeners, we're praying for you. No matter what you're talking about, we're definitely praying for you. Absolutely. Appreciate you. We're gone. See you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Network.